that's this is perfect. I don't see anything. I don't see how any of this could go wrong. This is the kind of stuff that we're about. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Reverse Fantasy Football Podcast. It's Danny Watson alongside Michael Spangler. Michael, you didn't watch any football this weekend. I watched a record low amount of football this weekend. Record low, so record low. coming at you with limited information. That's okay. Limited My information, God. still probably, you know, in the top tier of reverse fantasy information out there. <laughs> That's true. I'm going to lie to Michael uh, the whole week or the whole episode just about things that happened during the weekend that didn't actually happen. He's going to be like, whoa, that really happened? I'm like, yeah, it was crazy. I you know. missed it all. I'm going to have to audit you. And then next next episode is just going to be me going through your lies, breaking them all down. Yeah, you're going to be like, Tom Brady did not retire, Danny. You <laughs> lied. He did not retire at halftime like you said he did. That's true. I would, I would, I, yeah, I, I would have to, I would catch that. My audit would catch that. The audit will catch these types of things in one week's time. I'm excited. This might be our fast, our final remote episode. You know, we'll get we'll get some live episodes coming for at least the next two after this one. So that'll be a fun treat. And you know what? Maybe a special guest. We'll see. We'll see. Could be you. We shall see. Could be you Could. if you guess a tie correctly. You're on the podcast, whether you like it or not. That's true. We will we will call you and just we'll clip together like bits of for, of phone conversations, and we'll just we'll make you in there if you don't if you don't come on. So you better you better come on. Or we'll have a professional actor reenact a conversation that we had about it, or read texts that we get from you. Any of, One those, of those three could things be possible. will happen. So just get just get ready for that. Get ready. Michael, tell them about the Twitter. We are Reverse Fantasy Football at Reverse Football. All sorts of tweets going out about tie watches, about, you know, the Jags blowing their perfect season, all sorts of stuff. So get on there, follow that. Yeah. Get on there, follow that. And you might have noticed that we used a hashtag for the first time, and that's because I was the one tweeting because Michael was busy. That's true. Good job, Danny. Great job. I know. I'm very, well, very proud of you. Don't make me take this account over from you. That would be the I that to would delegate be the, this I've responsibility. I've been trying for that to happen for since we had the account. You're trying to undelegate it, and I don't re- appreciate God, that. I've been doing a really good job. <laughs> All right, let's jump into it here. Something for me to tweet out later, talking about this week quote of the week for NFL Week Six. Michael, give us the nominees. Well, what all the people have been clamoring for, I mean, a star of last year, a, a reverse fantasy yeah. legend, Mr. Danny Dimes Jones, coming back, a quarterback for the Giants, <laughs> yes. negative 10.6 points. He went 29 for 51. He had a mere 242 yards, and he had four turnovers, three picks and a fumble. That is an all-time great game from Danny Dimes. Oh, man. 51 attempts and not breaking 300 yards. A, a measly 4.72 <laughs> per attempt to go with no touchdowns and four turnovers. That's the Danny Dimes that we got used to last season. And then now all of a sudden this year, he thought he was like some kind of actual point monster. But it's good to see him back down here where he belongs. Yeah, this is where this is where he was drafted last year. And, and really where he was drafted this year. And then they came out and started doing things like running the ball with the quarterback. And everyone's like, what? This is, this is some garbage. So he was not started for a lot of teams. Probably rostered. But uh, this, this one might make you think about putting him back in the starting lineup. 
Yeah, he did terrible. And you know what? We couldn't be happier we for him be to, happier to finally get to talk to him about it on the <laughs> podcast again. The uh, Giants got smacked. The Giants, it was a bad, I mean, that was a bad look. When when the other quarterback is featured in the World of the Week that was playing the Giants, that's um, oh, yeah. that's not good. So the Giants, Dude, spoilers. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so the Giants head coach is on here. Uh, nice negative five for them. They got... Uh, yeah, they got smacked by the Rams. And then the Chargers, surprise, surprise, the Chargers head coach is on here. Negative uh, five points as well, getting smacked by the mm-hmm. Ravens. So uh, wouldn't recommend getting the Chargers head coach, but the Giants head coach should already be rostered. Yeah, I'm sure he is. And it was 38-3 to three until the fourth. You know, I think they kind of completely garbage timed that one. The Rams put up 28 points in the second quarter alone. I mean, that's ridiculous. So uh, shows you that negative five was earned in Chargers, surprisingly. I mean, after putting up 47 on the Browns, going to Baltimore and put up six, I, am I terrified of the Ravens' defense, rightfully? I don't know. I, I don't know, but they also made the Colts look really good. So I don't really know. Right. I think the Ravens just show up for the, like the really big games. They really play to their opponent kind of thing because they've had like pretty close games, except for this one. I don't know what happened. This this is, right. this is the one I can't figure yeah, out. Yeah, they almost got beat by the Lions. They needed a miracle. And now they come over here and just destroy the Chargers and— Put Ted, the real life Ted Lasso at negative five. Have you been seeing that people are calling him the real life Ted Lasso? <laughs> no, but I love that. That's I, I'm big. I'm here for that. Their char, their Charger Twitter. You got to follow it. They talk about Mr. Lasso in the flesh. <laughs> All right, I love that. Um, and then last up, we have John Wolford. Now he he made some starts last year, backup Rams quarterback. So he got in for the last drive, right? Because they're crushing the Giants. So he got in for the last drive. In that drive, yeah. he throws two incompletions, <laughs> one pick, and gets injured and finishes the game. Jesus Negative three point nine points. That is maybe the most efficient game we'll ever see. <laughs> two pass attempts for zero yards. And a pick, and then an injury. Then an injury. I mean, <laughs> that's in and out, man. <laughs> Very impressive. Negative three point nine points in one drive. In, in, I mean, you pace that out over a game. That's like minus fifty. Yeah, not even in one drive. Like in literally two plays. Like you had to imagine he probably. What, they're not going to hand the ball off after they, you know, have two incompletions. So he probably got injured on that second play. That's it. Not even a full three down series. Yeah. Truly incredible. <laughs> John Wolford, man, well, get well soon, but Jesus Christ, <laughs> way to go in there and make a stamp on Woe of the Week here. Very impressive. Highest efficiency we've seen in a minute. Michael, who do you got for Woe of the Week this week? I mean, it's either, I mean, it's one of the two quarterbacks. I, I feel like head coaches. If we could award him more, maybe, but I feel like yeah. I'm leaning, I I want to lean John Wolford. <laughs> it's so great. Dude, it's so like do I. Two, Two passes, zero yards, one interception. Like that is that that's barely a stat line. I don't even know what to call that. <laughs> I know, man. He almost gets negative four. Like that's that's seriously impressive. I think we gotta give it to him, especially because now he's injured, he might not get a chance. We're gonna we gotta find out who Matt Stafford's next backup is to see if they're gonna get in and see if they can outdo John. But I think John Wolford for Woe of the Week this week based off a, an incredibly high-efficiency performance. <laughs> yeah, I, that, that feels right. Feels right. All right, John. Welcome to the podcast. Congratulations on your award. All right, we're going to move it in, move it into who the fuck is that guy. 
And Mike, we're going topsy turvy this week. Topsy turvy. I, I put this challenge to you last week. You did. Because of how terrible I was at this. And I was like, well, I'm going to make you do it for once. And I'm going to I'm gonna rake through all the players and see if I can find some serious no-names. And then I get, what do I find? Of course, I get to it this week. And there's no good ones, damn it. I don't Even I knew that. all the ones. I don't believe it. I mean, you audit me if you must. I will audit you. But there was only one good one. And I have some supplementary ones for the people playing along at home <laughs> who aren't seasoned pros like you. All right. They might be able to get. So make sure you play along at home here. Play along at home. Who the fuck is that guy? We got Michael Spangler on the hot seat for once, and he's just gonna destroy some of these. And I'm very sad. I only could only could only find three anyway. But first up, we have Chris Evans. I almost said his position in team. That was so bad. <laughs> Chris Evans. Okay, he scored 13.4 points on four carries for 18 yards. Three catches for 49 yards and a TD. Who you got, Michael? Um, and it's not fair because I texted you about him during the game. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So he is he is Captain America. He is a uh, running back for the Bengals. Yes, he is. Drafted as Giovanni Bernard's replacement. And he balled out, man. I was watching every minute of it. He, uh, yeah, I know him because he was getting he was getting some eyes when uh, Joe Mixon went out in my like fourteen team leagues. I'm like, do I do I pick this guy up? I don't know. <laughs> just because there was an injury, I'm like, I, I don't know who I'm going to start that team that that league. I'm I'm decimated. So I did. <laughs> Dude, I, that is that. What kind of hell is a fourteen team league? It is bad, and then you get like injuries. Then you get like you know Christian McCaffrey out. You get like Clyde Edwards Alaire out. Like you get your running backs out, and then you're like searching for literally anyone. So. You gotta pick the most durable players. I mean, that's a that's a miserable miserable position to be in. Yeah, it's not fun. So you were thinking about Chris Evans. So you knew Chris Evans before I texted him, dude. I did. I knew. I knew of Captain America. Also featured on the draft podcast. So we've definitely said his name a few times. So we'll give Michael a pass on that one. A good. So whatever. Now here's the meat and potatoes. Here, all right. If you get this one, then you officially have outdone me in a, a meaningful and serious way. We have. Ramondre Stevenson. Okay, Ramondre Stevenson, 13 points, 5 carries, 23 yards, and a touchdown. 3 catches for 39 yards. I believe he's a running back, and I believe he plays for the Patriots. I hate you. How did you know that one? I I mean, okay, sure. (laughs) Every running back plays for the Patriots. I'll grant you that. But why do you know that? Well, he was a natural negative week one, so I remember the name. Oh, my God. Also, I guess for you, because you actually put the sheet together. I said to start him in my 14-team league. (laughs) Oh, no. Yo, you have such an advantage because, you one, you're in a 14-team league, so you look at these players as actual <laughs> prospects. And, two, you put the sheets together all the time, so you're looking at these players and writing their names down. That's true. And it really helps commit it to memory. It really does. Um, yes. Ramondre's he did start. I'm blown he away. He started in my league last week. He helped me win. Uh, so He balled out. He balled out, and it was awesome. I was starting him in no matter what. <laughs> you um, almost started two of these people in an actual league you fucking sicko all right fine whatever i know the audience is over two right now i'll I'll take solace in that text me if you're not over two all right let's move into paris campbell okay now this is one that i actually knew but i'm putting it back on here well mainly because there were no other good options 
but uh, also because he was last on here last year. So Paris Campbell, mm. 11.2 points. And it's a classic stat line. One catch for 51 yards and a TD and immediately on IR. Oh, immediately on IR. That's Going the way of John Wolford. Yeah. Um, I actually don't know this one. This is the one I didn't know when I looked at him. Um, yes. Paris Campbell. Uh, oh, do I get to look at my stat sheet? You can look I at can your look at the the scores. You can look at the stats. <laughs> um, you can use the Danny Watson cheat code. Oh, damn. Uh, I was going to say, so, I mean, I feel like, hold on. Let me look. What is he? He's definitely, oh, he's wide receiver for sure. I was going to say, I'm going to go with my gut. I was going to say football team, but they only scored one touchdown. But I'm going to say football team anyway. Football team wide receiver. It is not a football team wide receiver. Well, it is a wide receiver for a football team, but not the oh. football team. This is a wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. Ooh, I could have guessed that one. Yeah, they even put a lot of points. They put up 31 points. They put a lot of points up on the Texans, and he was instrumental in the Colts' 21-point comeback over the Bengals last year. Oh, I do remember that now. <laughs> Philip Rivers went crazy. Yeah, I do remember that. We're like, who the fuck is that guy? He balled out. I do remember that now. I, ladies and gentlemen, I got him. <laughs> got I, Michael on one of them. I, yeah, I did not know that one. I'm so shocked it wasn't Ramondre Stevenson dude, dude, he was got you. He was on the podcast like four weeks ago, five weeks ago. I don't remember. You don't remember that? You can't even remember who won... The game yesterday. That's true. But Ramondre is like a name. Like, that's a big name. True. I remember reading that. I'm like, right. how do I say this thing? There's a lot of there's a lot of letters. Whenever there's a lot of letters, I get real intimidated. Got him. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm, I might do this again next week. I like this. I like you sweating a little bit. Because then you also get to show off your preposterous knowledge of terrible NFL players. So this is maybe going to be the new segment for a little while. <laughs> All right. That's fine. Or should we call someone in? <laughs> Get him on the fly like podcast. And the fastest finger. We should do that. That would be awesome. All right, it might be you. We might call you up for who the fuck is that guy <laughs> when you least expect it. All right, let's move it into Dankest D here, Michael. Who are the defenses smoking it up? Uh, we have started set. We have the Patriots defense. Uh, the low scores for the defenses this week. Um, so just negative four points for them. They give up an all-time 567 yards. That's oh. insane. That's insane. Oh. Um, and then they had 35 points that they gave up, a sack and a fumble. So they did a little work, but like 567 yards. That's crazy. Yeah, it's almost almost amazing it was only 35 points. Uh, given up when it was that many yards. Yeah, Cowboys offense continues to just be ridiculous. And uh, negative four, yeah, not super high-scoring defenses or low-scoring, I should say, but they gave up a crazy amount of yards. Yeah, I think I think I heard some stats or saw some stats about like this being, you know, one of the biggest games that Bill Belichick has given up yardage wise. Like it might be the biggest or like tied for it or like, you know, he doesn't give up this many yards in a game. So, um, yeah, that's crazy for the Patriots to give up that many yards. Um, moving on yeah. to the Browns defense. This is it's been a bad run for the Browns defense. Negative two points, five <laughs> yeah. or three hundred and fifty-two yards, thirty-seven points, and two sacks. Uh, this was this was bad. They yeah, the Cardinals another really good offense, and they came in there into the Browns' home territory and just torched them. I mean, wait, I mean, look at this. 
Patriots give up 560 yards and only 35 points. Browns defense gives up only 352 yards. Pretty pretty normal in today's NFL, I would yep. even say. But give up 37. I mean, that's crazy that they were giving up that many points. What happened this game, Michael? You were at it. There were, I mean, there were three short fields, two Baker fumbles and a pick. And so, like, they got the ball on the 20 Ugh. and the 30 and, the and like, the 15. And so, like, they got they got points out of getting no yards. They got nine points. No, they got they got two field goals and a touchdown. They got 13 points off of, you know, maybe 60 yards. So, that's how you get yeah. there. Damn, man. Browns. I mean, they're super injured right now, too, right? It's bonkers. We're going to talk about it later in um, in Game <laughs> of the Week coming up, but holy shit, it's insane. Okay. Nice. All right, who else do we got here? Uh, last last round, I'm going to say we got the Broncos defense, negative two points, um, 391 yards, 27 points, and two sacks. So they played the Steelers, and they made the Steelers look like the Steelers are back to life, which made me sad. No, they played the they played the Raiders. Sorry, they played the Raiders. Yeah, they played the Raiders. Oh, yeah. yeah, okay. Big Raiders bounce. They played back the Steelers game. last week. Yeah, no, big Raiders yeah. bounce back game, fighting for uh, I don't even who, know who the new coach is, but they're fighting for him. <laughs> Whoever the new coach is, they're fighting for overhead to clean up uh, Gruden's mess, and so you gotta respect him for that. And they really they put it to the Broncos, almost four hundred yards, another negative two points. So pretty light on the dankesty, but there you go. Run away with them. And we'll take it into Feet of Defeat. Some pretty good performances from Feet of Defeat. And definitely, definitely the new classic is in here. Oh, the yeah. Kicker. I love it. Uh, so for your punter, we got Cameron Johnston, who's the Texans punter. Now, keep in mind, last week the Texans punter had a bit of a game where he punted it off the center's helmet. Um, this week... Oh, yeah. <laughs> this week, a much, a much nice. better game. <laughs> Negative 7.5 yeah. points. Five punts, two inside the 10, two inside the 20. Like, a fantastic punting this game. This is a redemption game, man. <laughs> and <is> re- <laughs> this team was doing nothing. They scored three points all day. You normally expect when your offense isn't moving the ball that the punts are not so good because you're punting from deep in your own field, and so you're not able to even reach the 20. Uh, and if you are, you're generally expecting a return out of it because the coverage can't get down there fast enough. But to put five inside the... Or four inside the 20, two inside the 10. Pretty impressive from a guy who just punted a ball into a helmet of his own player last week. Yeah, big redemption game. So so kudos to you, Cameron Johnson. Maybe you will make it on a team. I'm not really sure. I'm not I don't I don't know how viable of a player you are. Um but this next name, I mean, you all know this next name. And and this is truly I mean, I think the man's on fire. Tristan Viciano, Chargers kicker, oh. a flat negative five points. <laughs> He went out there, he kicked his extra point, and he missed it. And that's the game. <laughs> I didn't realize that that's how they had only six points. <laughs> Their only time they scored, he had one attempt. It was extra point, and he missed it. And he's been known for missing extra points. He has missed five this year. No other kicker has missed more than three. What? Five? He's been featured on the podcast three times because he just keeps missing I know that. extra points. This is truly, it's incredible. I mean, it is a next level. He's, he's a, he's a weak winning huge kicker Huge right frontrunner for frequent flyer award right now. From a kicker. That's that's next level. From a kicker. It's unbelievable. Woo. Unbelievable. Tristan Viciano. I mean, he's been in, he's been in one of the week. He's been feet to defeat. And now he just steps up and just shanks his only attempt. 
how much the problem is, the clock's ticking. Yeah. That's, you know, if he wants, he's got to get all of his appearances early in the podcast because he's going to get cut. Yeah, he he is going to get cut. This is like, this is prime for, yeah, picking up whatever kickers on the, you know, Cody Parkey. He's always feel like a free agent at this point. So, like, they'll pick him mm-hmm. up, you know, put him back on his 15th team. So, yeah. Uh, Cody Parkey is definitely rostered by somebody. You're just assuming that he's just hanging out there. I mean, he just goes in, he doinks a couple, and then he gets back as a free agent. Then they just put him on another team. I feel like he averages, like, 2.3 teams per year. Dude, I don't know. Uh, I don't know enough to defuse. I'm supposed to be the one making stuff up this episode. You can't just make shit up about players that I actually know about. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. All right. So we got Cameron Johnson. Hey, it turns out things go well when you don't try to take a nine-yard snap on a punt instead of a 14-yard snap. Good for uh, him for figuring it out. And then Viziano, I mean, a legend in in the making here, especially with... A little bit of spoiler alert, Josh Lambeau maybe not being uh, oh. one of the notable names in the league anymore. So we got, we got, we'll leave a little cliffhanger on that as we move into natural negatives. Yep. Natural, we have natural negatives this week. Didn't have them last week. Oh, so thank God. Nice to have them back. You got to announce these even harder now, Mike. Yeah, well, this first one. Give us some gusto or something. <laughs> so the first one is a, is a name you all know. Now you may have forgotten you knew it. David Johnson, <laughs> Texans running back. He had negative .6 points. He had two carries for seven yards, one catch for 14 yards, and a fumble. Now, a mere two years ago, Mr. David Johnson was traded from his team for DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. (laughs) This is crazy, dude. I mean, David Johnson was one of the best running backs in the league. I think he was like the number one fantasy Running back, he was he was pretty good. You know, he was probably like the top Cardinals. five, you know, top seven. He was he was pretty good. And then we have the crazy trade of uh, him and a second round pick for DeAndre motherfucking Hopkins, uh, the most stunning trade of all time. And immediately after that, David Johnson just starts doing terrible anyway. And now to see him here <laughs> on th- actual negatives, just cementing. Over and over again, how bad that trade was. It's like they're, they're like, oh, let's give this David Johnson the guy a shot. He was pretty good, right? Put him in there. Immediate fumble, natural negative. Yeah, the Texans are a running back by committee team right now. So it's David Johnson, mm-hmm. it's Philip Lindsay, and I can't remember the third one off the top of my head. But all three are viable reverse fantasy starts because they none of them yeah. do any one thing. So like, you know, you might catch one on the bad week, but really they're all gonna get in there. They're all gonna get five carries for like seven yards so all viable starts go pick up a texans running back if you don't have one already um (laughs) there's there's enough for every team in your league it's like the patriots it's just like the patriots um up next we got adam humphreys washington Mm -hmm. football team wide receiver negative 0.3 points one catch negative four yards love that oh yeah baby caught behind the line of scrimmage immediate sniff out Natural negative. Yeah, that's, Don't go back in. That's You're tried done. and true. You're done. And then uh, we had Freddie Swain, all aboard the Swain train, uh, Seahawks running back, negative two point, no, negative point two points, uh, two catches for negative four yards. <laughs> he got a chance to redeem himself, Michael, and he still ended up negative. Yeah. I yeah I like I, I would the most catches and carries is to still end up negative. We got to find that out. We'll, we'll scour that at the end of the year. Because I want to see like a two catch, three carry. And still end up negative without a fumble. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, they yeah. still have negative yards. Yeah, that would be big. That would be big. I feel like that's going to happen when you get like, you have to have a monster 
negative like you know 11 yards or something or to 10, cancel out yeah. the other small ones um but yeah I, mm-hmm. i'd be surprised if it was more than four really it's like when Reggie Bush ran for a negative 11 yards in the season. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's going to have to be something like that. <laughs> oh, man. Two catches, negative four. Love it. Freddie Swain, Adam Humphreys, and David Johnson, your natural negatives, and you know, it feels good to have some. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad they're back. It really, uh, it's sad when they're not here. I feel like this is the show for them. So, um, sad when they're not here, but Absolutely. I'm glad they're back. And we'll get to talking about it again in, in a little bit, but right, right now we got to jump it into worst of the best. We have your worst of the best team, and we have a new record for previous points. But let's go over who was the worst of the best starting lineup this week, Michael. All right, so here is your team for worst of the best. You have Justin Herbert, play along at home, Antonio Gibson, Miles Gaskin. Mike Evans, Mike Williams, Marquise Brown, Dawson Knox, the Bills defense, and Nick Folk. Um, so go ahead and guess how many points you think they got this week. High powered. We got Herbert in here. We got the Mike brothers, Evans and Williams. <laughs> Although that's not how naming works for brothers. <laughs> uh, Dawson Knox was his projected hot with the, is the Bills as he's become a favorite target. Um you know, that's a team that puts up numbers. Michael, what did they end up with? Uh, 31.2 points. <laughs> 31.2. Last I mean, week. you could have had that team on your fully lined up. Yeah, yeah. All of those players are available in reverse fantasy leagues everywhere. Like, none of those players are <laughs> rostered. Um, yeah. I would not advise picking any a, of them up. A pretty good week. A pretty good week. Um, it was a hard reverse fantasy week out there. There weren't a lot of big, uh, big names to bring you yeah. back. But last week, that team scored an astounding 212.9 points. 212.9? Standard scoring. That has to be. That's right. standard scoring. That's not PPR. That's not, that's nothing like that. That's, that's crazy. That's, I mean, that's the highest. Normally we're looking at this and we're like, oh, it's like 150. That's a ton. Yeah. 140. Wow. What a team. Yeah. 200 and motherfuck 12, dude. Justin Herbert's court 42 last week. The Mike brothers alone would have total given you 55. Yeah. This week together, they gave you five. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, we're not going to outdo this. There's just no way we outdo this unless you get like, a quarterback naturally scoring negative or something like I even so I don't think you're going to get that disparity. It's um this is truly a worst of the best contender. We have a point differential week to week of 181.72. We'll track that and I but I'm pretty sure that's going to be the lowest ever. Yeah, I'm pretty or the highest ever. I'm I'm confident in that one. All right, we'll see until it gets beat next week by some other bullshit that we didn't see coming. And Michael, we get to introduce a new segment. A new segment for the viewers. We don't have to apologize again this week. That's true. Well, I mean, I was really just going to apologize for your apology, but that's fine. You know, I, I, we don't have to apologize for not coming up with a sick name for the segment, too. It just came to me as we were doing the sheet together. Um, the LOL Star Team. I love it. Instead of the All Star Team, the LOL Star, I'm, like LOL. I'm a big fan of it. You don't even want to hear the things I was coming up with at work today <laughs> that were just terrible. I'm going to tell them you do anyway, obviously. <laughs> the all bar team, like they like they went to the bar the day before. That's not as good. <laughs> and 
And then I had like the ball, the ball star team that like, they played like balls. <laughs> Dude, I couldn't come up with a fucking thing. I was like, these are so terrible. The audience is going to hate it, but maybe I can play it off like it's supposed to be really bad because it's for a bad team. And then I was like, yo, the lol star team. The, now that's how I The lol star team is awesome. I saw you type that in there and like you erased what I put. And I was like, this is so much better. This one's legit. <laughs> wait, wait, what did you have? I just had like uh, the, I think I just had reverse fantasy all stars. Like something very generic. Yeah. Nothing, Get nothing that fun. shit out of here. I would have gone with ball stars before <laughs> that, Michael. I would have been so upset if you did ball stars. <laughs> all right let's go who is our ball star team of the week michael all right get ready because there are some names in here i was doing this list i was like all right these are some deep cuts um we have yeah. daniel jones you have david johnson freddie swain adam yep. humphreys we already talked about all of them so you know they're all yep. negative for yep. the week you got johnny stanton that's a name mm-hmm. philip dorsett the second austin hooper the patriots defense Cameron Johnston's your punter. Tristan Viciano's your kicker. And rounding it out with the Chargers head coach. I like this because we get to blow right through them because we've already kind of talked about them all, you know? Yeah, we've talked about most of them. I mean, um, yeah, and that team would have gotten you negative 31.6 points. What a team. Good God. Negative 31.6. I'm really interested in tracking this and seeing how low we can go throughout the rest of the season. Negative 31.6 seems like a good start. And you got to keep in mind that I've never seen a natural negative score in this league. So there's there's clearly plenty of room to improve if you can really string that lineup together. Yeah, I mean, there's a, the thing is, it's hard for like, because I feel like the Johnny Stanton, the Philip Dorsett, um, those guys are like, going to play those people. Yeah, yeah they're going to get one catch a year. So like those guys are really tough. David Johnson, <laughs> Daniel Jones, like there are some year. good starts in there. Um, you know, Tristan yeah. Viciano. Uh, Cameron Johnson, like some of those are legit starts you could do. Even Hooper is a, a legit start this year. This year, yeah, he's been he's been flirting with lows. He's usually around like three, four, so he's not a terrible start. Um, so the Law Star team, I like it. I'm here for it. The Law Star team, I think I'm going to call it the Ball Star team forever now because <laughs> I just like now love how terrible it is. It's almost better. It's significantly worse. <laughs> All right, the Lost Star team goes negative 31, and your worst of the best goes positive 31. <laughs> that seems quite poetic that's, the first time we've done both these segments. That's pretty good. All right, Michael, time for me to explain everything that happened to you because you weren't watching football this weekend in your favorite segment. Notable Negativity. Yes, Notable Negativity, of course, is back. Wouldn't be this podcast if we didn't do it. And silly me, I almost put something positive on here to start it off, Michael. But then you found a nice negative way to spin it. What do we got here? You know this one. <sighs> My boy, uh, Josh Lambomatic Lambo uh, has been cut from the Jaguars. And I'm very sad. He was, this fucking blows. He was my ride or die. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> he won you like two weeks. We got to talk about him every week. He missed a bunch of kicks. He didn't make a single field goal in all every this entire year. He was so good. He didn't make an entire field goal. He took himself out for like personal reasons, which I still don't know what that was, but uh, that was awesome. He had negative <laughs> nine points. That's incredible. He's so good. Yeah, that's unbelievable, dude. <laughs> Lambomatic. He just Lambomatically missed every single kick, and now he's cut. And to top it all off, to make him feel even worse, the new kicker they brought in cannot miss. 
Can't miss. Dude, he tried to miss. Did you see any of these kicks? I did see the kicks. He he legit tried to miss. He he tried to miss. He kicked it very far right. That one, I I don't know if it was the game winner or the like the one that was the tie. No, it was. Um, yeah, it, he missed it. Like he missed the field goal, and somehow I don't know. I actually don't know how it went back in. I was I was shocked. There's no way it went back in. It's just like some serious. This is some Buffalo Wild Wings shit. Like that kick was going to be ten feet wide at at least, and uh, you know this. Yeah, this was the the kick to tie the game. I believe it was from fifty four. Tough kick as it is, and it just takes the most miraculous left bend at the very last second, and then also barely clears the crossbar. There's no other distance that that kick would have been good from because it would not have had enough time to curve back left. And if it was any further out, it would not have gone in because it would have been too short. So it was like literally upper 90 and and like as much as a kick possibly can be. It was crazy. Lower 90. It looked like lower 90. It looked like you put, it looked like you're playing a video game and you put in the cheat code like kickers can't miss. And then you just didn't even like use the power bar right. And you just put the angle far to the right and it just like, Auto-corrected at the end and made it go in by yeah. the most minimal amount. It was just—it didn't look real. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. It was like dunk from anywhere is on, and your player just goes flying across the court to dunk it in. It just—it was broken. It was just like physics don't count here. This is a cheat code. And then he also hits a fifty-three-yard game winner. Of course, you know to to end the Jags uh, streak. R.I.P. the the Jags. Oh. Uh, Loose streak, unfortunately. You know, they get their first one of the season, blah. At least they lost 20 in a row before they got there. That's true. And they made field goals this year. Like, now everything sucks with the Jags. The Jags suck now. Yeah. Don't pay attention to Matthew them. Wright can suck my fucking balls. He's the new kicker. Not into it. Give me Matthew wrong any day <laughs> of the week, my dude. Game almost could have been tie watch, too, and it was ruined. So, I'm going to cheer against Matthew Wright. I... I Honestly, I wouldn't mind if he got traded to the Bears. That's how much I hate him. <laughs> the Bears, I don't even know who the Bears kicker is. I know it's not Cody Parkey, but they'd probably take Kyra him. Kyra Santos. You oh, think I right. don't know? You think yeah, I'm not? You know. I got him on my bull. He's my bulletin board material. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move it on here. We got, oh, man, <laughs> more Vikings kicking. Michael, did you see this one? Uh, I did not see this one, um, but I was I was excited when you told me there was a legit tie watch. I got very, very excited. There was a legit tie watch from the Vikings-Panther games, and what sets it up is there's a huge comeback from the Panthers. They're down 11 in the fourth. They're at fourth and 10, and they're throwing the ball from their own end zone, and Mono Man himself rips off a 40-yard dime on fourth and 10 from his own end zone. They complete the comeback, of course, on the Vikings. And the Vikings somehow drive to have another game-winning opportunity. And every single human being on Earth knew that that kick was not going in to force overtime. And you know what? It didn't. Was there a possibility for the Vikings to, like, go down the field and try to not kick the field goal? Because, like, that's what they have to know at this point. Like, they have to know... We can't no. kick a field goal. We have to score a touchdown. Why? Like, why are they even kicking the field goal? Why aren't you just throwing up a Hail Mary? They don't learn anything. Well, they did learn because after they missed the game-winning kick to go into overtime, they do go for the Hail Mary instead of for the game-winning field goal in overtime. And Kirk Cousins delivers, and they end up winning in overtime after a legit tie watch. 
Um, and Kirk Cousins walks off the hero instead of the Vikings kicker. But, you know, go figure. What do you think the Vikings would trade for Justin Tucker? Do you think they would trade, like, two first-round picks? <laughs> Dude, they would trade Cook, Daniel Hunter, <laughs> and uh, and Kirk Cousins just to have Tucker for one season. <laughs> on loan. We'll trade you our best just for players. for one game. If we could have this guy for on loan. Can you imagine they, like, trade players in the middle of a game and they, like, fly Tucker in? They, like, call a really long timeout and wait for him to get in the stadium to kick a field goal. Dude, you know if he put on that Vikings uniform, he'd miss. He'd be he'd become like the worst kicker somehow. It'd be it'd be like he's like I don't like this shade of purple. I'm the other I'm the other shade of purple kind of guy. That's what it's got to be. They got to change their color or they got to they got to do something. Yeah, you're right. Because there have been really great kickers that go to the Vikings and immediately just suck. And there's kickers that suck with the Vikings that leave and do amazing, like Daniel Carlson. Unbelievable, honestly. But they still. They did it. The trend is too strong with the Vikings. It's true. You know? It's too true. strong. All right, next up here, Michael, you were at one of these, and I framed it in a way that's too positive, <sighs> so I need to frame it in a way that's negative. Teams go 0-2 against other teams that don't have a head coach. This and is The teams that go 0-2 are the Browns and the Broncos <laughs> against the Raiders and Cardinals. Um... Yeah. Um, well, so I, you were thinking the Raiders. I was thinking the last coach to be out for, like, head coach reasons was Stefanski during the playoff game last year. Like, legit coach oh, yeah. Like, coaches are under your teams are undefeated when your coach has to, like, watch at home. Like that, that's a, that to me <laughs> yeah, is a crazy true. When they're actually still your coach, as in the Cardinals and the Browns, when teams that don't have a coach are undefeated. And then the Raiders didn't have a coach. I mean, come on. You can't call that having a coach when he gets fired during Monday Night Football. That is that is true. Uh, but he was on the sideline. I mean, he was doing something. He's special. He's like, I think he's a special teams coach. So he's at least like been in the organization. But uh, yeah. So yeah. maybe the secret, true. maybe the Lions are just going to like sit Dan Campbell down and be like, hey. You need to. You need to. You know. You're gonna sit this one out. We're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna have someone fill I in love for this you. Strategy. And then Dan Campbell's just gotta sit at home and watch his team get their first one. <laughs> we're gonna just pull someone off the street. They come in and just point at the playbook, and that's how we're gonna break our streak. It's crazy. Speaking I, of Lions, are are the last hope now. They for, are uh, official. for zero seventeen. Watch because of the Jags. The Jags and Jets get their wins. We're all over here. Not pleased about it. Matthew Wright, not pleased about him at all as a kicker. But Lions, they look their part at least. They do. I mean, they came out and they were feisty with some teams. Like they played the 49ers hard and they played the, they don't beat the Ravens and they've like played some mm-hmm. games pretty hard. But like, I feel like this just getting stomped by the Bengals was really like, mm, maybe we're not very good. It caught up with him. Yeah, it really did catch up with them. I mean, they were home too. The Bengals come out and it's never close. Um, they give up bombs to Chase at, with 30 seconds left in the half, which it seems like every team in the league has done. But they came out after halftime and there was there was nothing. I mean, Brandon Allen scored a touchdown on them after they benched Burrow with like 10 minutes left to go in the game. That's so good. finally, the Lions look like a real 0-17 hope. You know, they were. It took a while to break their spirits, but. Um, they finally look like they're ready for their their close up and maybe have a shot 
I mean, how great would it be for the Lions to be the first team to go 0-16 and then the first team to go 0-17? It would be poetic. Let's see who they got. Let's see who is our... They're big in the way. Um, they got the Bears again. Yeah. So, I mean, the Bears... You don't really know what the Bears are. They got the Vikings. The Vikings are just begging to lose on a field goal. Um, yeah. And then they got the Broncos. Ooh, the Broncos... That's actually the that's actually the stretch. They got the Broncos, the Falcons, the the Vikings. They got some teams in there they can beat. Yeah. So um, Broncos at Broncos at Falcons though. You know you got to think they're not going to be a good road team. You know that's true. Who that's do they true. got at home that they could beat? Maybe the Vikings and Bears. Vikings and divisional Bears. games. You I never think, know. I think those are them. So um, yeah, Vikings Bears. That's what I'm thinking. That's what that's what I think is those are what we got to look out for. So the Lions could do it. Lions could do it. We're looking pretty secure next week. We'll go over it a little bit later in the game of the week, but let's move on here. (laughs) This was a great one, dude. Sunday night football. (laughs) Jamal Adams. You tell me you did not see this. I've not seen this. I don't don't even know what this is. First of all, you know how they do the, like, Dan Campbell, and he'd be like, Missouri State or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not... Wherever Dan Campbell played, I'm assuming he's a former player. Um, you know, they announced their their college, or sometimes they say they're high school, or sometimes they say something a little weird. One time, Trayvon Diggs said, "Body by Taco Bell." Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Judon, body built by Taco Bell. <laughs> that one's awesome. Body by Taco Bell, dude. I think I immediately texted Ted. I'm like, you have to see this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You could be a professional athlete. This guy's speaking your language. Um, exactly. <laughs> there was one time that Vince Wolfork, who went to Miami, uh, the U, he said hurricane. But he was like so grumbled because he's fucking Vince Wolfork and he's like a 400-pound man. It sounded like he said Burger King. So he was like, Vince Wolfork, Burger King. <laughs> So I was like, holy shit, did Vince Moore just say Burger King? And then the laters hear the body by Taco Bell. So that's a long <laughs> aside. But I say all that to say this. Jamal Adams just says, Jamal Adams, I'm the best in the nation. He does not. Literally just like that. What? He says it. I'm going to clip it. I'm going to find the clip. Put it in here. Jamal Adams, I'm the best in the nation. All right. You just heard, Michael, you just heard the clip. How close was I? <laughs> it's pretty good. That's pretty good. No, tell me it was exact. It was exact. You nailed I'm it. The best in the nation. <laughs> I can't. And the best part about it is like they they show your PFF rank below your name when you do that now, and it's like Jamal Adams, sixty four out of eighty safeties. Yeah, he's had he like they traded the world for him, and he has looked I terrible. He's looked so bad. He hasn't had a single like pick. He has had no sacks this year, and in a critical spot in a game where they got Geno Smith about to lead him over the Steelers at Pittsburgh. Big Ben throws a dart right <laughs> to Jamal Adams. This right to him. This and it seems like this seems like the most Big Ben thing this year is just to get yes. like you know what you can have it. They need the, the drive to like get into the game. And it smashes him in the face mask so hard. It's like he doesn't even get his hands up. You know, it's not like it went through his hands and like his hands took some heat off the ball. Right. No, none of that. <laughs> it just goes directly into his face mask and just doinks off super hard. If he would have just put his hands up, he would have had no choice but to catch the ball. 
and it just crushes him in the head, you know, 50 minutes after calling himself the best in the nation. A, it was just... That's a bad look. So amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. It's a bad look. Um, yeah, I'll have to go back and see it, because I did not see it. I'm surprised I didn't see it. I feel like this would have been everywhere. So I'll, I'll have to go look for it. <laughs> best in the nation, dude. Oh, you got clowned super hard for that, but I don't care at all. Love a love a player doing poorly. I mean, that's what we're all about, right? That's true. That's true. He deserved it. All right, next one here, Mike. This one's interesting, okay? Tom Brady retires at halftime in the Tampa Bay Eagles game. Can you believe this? You know what? It feels like you're not reading the script in front of me because... Tom Brady retires. He goes out and he gives a full-on retirement speech during the Shakira halftime show. <laughs> And everyone's like, what is going on here? This isn't the Super Bowl. Okay, fine. That didn't happen. Your audit, it caught me. I, I knew But that. we did have, <laughs> have another ball just get cranked off a defensive back in the Buffalo Bills-Titans uh, game. This was a, a great game. Oh, I did see this one. But, this is a crazy catch. So this was wild. So Josh Allen rips a ball. Oh, no, we would have been... Uh, Tannehill ripping a ball this time hard, and it Bill's TB never gets his head around for it, and the ball crushes him in the back of the head. I mean, it was like the it was like a Chicago punt from a week ago. <laughs> it must have been pretty, it was heat coming off that because it bounces high. And then just to add insult to injury for this guy, one, Julio Jones fucking catches the ball. It's like in a toe tap like the ball is out of bounds he somehow catches it drags his feet yeah it was like five yards and, out of bounds i don't know how he caught it like i didn't think he caught it like when i saw the video I it know. didn't look like he caught it at all like he made an effort that was totally unnecessary um and then you go back and he caught it yeah it's bonkers yeah everyone's like wow julio jones almost had the catch of the year and then they review it and it fucking was everyone's like how on the on a crazy helmet deflection and then to add insult to injury, he also gets called for pass interference, the defensive back. So <laughs> he has a pass interference penalty decline after getting hit in the head with the ball and the receiver just like stunning on him super hard by catching it anyway. It was like super humiliating for that guy. Yeah. Thought it definitely needed to be on here. Yeah, and the thing is, because it's like catch of the year, you're going to see it so many times. Like, oh, it's just going to yeah. appear in every, uh, yeah. like, top 10 of the month, top 10 of the, you know, year, top 10 of the, like, you know, best wide yeah. receiver catches of the season. Like, it's just going to appear in all those, and it's just going to be him getting hit in the head with the ball, which is awesome. <laughs> getting hit in the head with the ball while committing pass interference. And the wide receiver still catches it. That shit's awesome. That's the trifecta, man. It doesn't get any better than that. I'm here for it. They should start calling him Jamal Adams. Dude. He's the best in <laughs> the, the nation. He's the best in the nation. I can't believe he's set. I'm the best in the nation. It's just you knew. You had to have known like something terrible was going to happen <laughs> to him when he said that. Why? <laughs> just... Oh, uh, you think he was like fucking around, just like doing a few different takes? And he was like, "Oh, I'm just joking, guys." And he does his real one, and the people were like, "We're fucking using yeah, that." No, one. use the other one. That'll that'll be better. People will like that more. NBC is just. He's like, like, "What? They told me the camera wasn't rolling." <laughs> that would be. I kind of wish that was. I wish they had like outtakes from everyone, where they just had like them saying some weird ass shit, and they could just throw it out whenever they wanted, just to boost their ratings. They're like, "Yeah, now do do one weird one," and they never <laughs> use it, but for some reason they did for Jamal Adams. That would be awesome. I hope they do that. Vince, Vince Wilfork was his first one was Hurricane. The second one was Burger King. <laughs> and they like mixed them together. 
<laughs> like I bet, I bet you can. I bet you can make it here. Like like I said, uh, Burger King. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh hell yeah! Okay, last one here. Same game, shootout to the very end, and uh, Bills are down by three. They're driving, and they could settle for overtime. Go tie watch. Let this be a lesson to you guys. You should always be going for tie watch. Tie watch. But instead, they're. They're at fourth and inches on essentially the one or the two, maybe. So, that you know, they need a first down. The first down marker, I think, is at the one-yard line. And they're just beyond it at fourth and inches. And they're like, fuck this. There's only like 30 seconds left. They're like, we're going for it. You know, we're going to at least try to get the first down. And Josh Allen gets the ball and gets knifed immediately. And misses a fourth and inches QB sneak as like a six foot six, two hundred and fifty pound QB for the loss. Yeah, he doesn't miss those. Like that's his. That is his thing. Um, he's an amazing runner. Yeah, and he got stuffed, man. I think I got stuffed on a couple of these today. But you know, it's just extra punishing because they could have just easily kicked a field goal. They could have thrown a pass. They could have gone a run. They were moving the ball at will, and then they decided to go to Josh Allen. And he just does not get it done. Yeah, I remember catching glimpses of this game, and I was just like, oh, that'll never be a game. And then every time I looked, I'm like, wait, the Titans aren't still in it? They're not blown out yet? Like, I couldn't I couldn't believe it. So, crazy loss to the Bills, and I didn't know that it happened that way. I really didn't see anything, so I, I don't know. But now yeah. I know. You don't know anything. No, I know. But this was a great, I mean, it was a Derrick Henry game. It was like, essentially, Derrick Henry just showing that he is more of a force than Josh Allen even though they're like the same size. But, you know, Derrick Henry puts up three TDs and Josh Allen falls just short. It's Derrick Henry things. That's what he and does. Derrick Henry things, exactly right. So Josh Allen, had, you know, get him a little notable negativity. He's too good. Might as well bring him up what you can. I don't think he's ever been, yeah, he's never been on here. I don't think he's ever going to be notable negativity. He's too good. <laughs> he's too he's good. <laughs> he's got a plus one immunity to notable negativity. That's right. All right, Michael, that's going to wrap up Notable Negativity for the week. It was definitely a, a good one and a lot of balls bouncing off places they shouldn't. But let's go into game of the week for this upcoming week. And we got to give you a little bit of a shout out for almost getting that tie watch right. You got it. You called an overtime game with your tie watch. I did. I'm so excited. I didn't even I wish I was watching it so I could have been even more excited. But uh, that's OK. I'm OK with that. I got. I so call, you're in the lead right now with a half point. That's though. a big half point. I like that. Um, Absolutely. We'll get to we'll get to to call those a little bit uh, again later. But who do we have for our games of the week? All right. So games of the week, we got Broncos versus the Browns. Um, this is game of the week for a couple reasons. A, the Browns are missing maybe the entire team. Um, we're down the quarterback, we're down the running back one, down the running back two, oh, yeah. down the wide Case receiver Keenum one, starting. down the wide receiver two, down both tackles. Um, so there is no offense for the Browns, actually. We're just down oh the whole God. offense. Oh, my God. So what— Is that seven starters on offense out? Those are, like, seven of the highest-graded starters, too. Like, that's Nick Chubb, that's yeah. Kareem Hunt, that's OBJ, that's right. Jarvis, that's our two tackles who are incredible. Um, so, like, right. that is that is the offense I just named to you. Um, and on a short week, too, it, like, they were banged up. That's probably why some of them aren't coming back. I mean, brutal, brutal time right now. Yeah, so you have that. And then you have the Broncos, who haven't looked great. Um, 
Teddy Bridgewater potentially injured himself in practice today. Jesus. So you could get, I think it's Drew Locke still on Reezer. Yeah. Like, so you could get him coming in. I don't really know what the Broncos are. The Broncos started 3-0, and and they've lost their last three. And the Browns, like, had some good losses to the, you know, the Chiefs, and then they had some a good loss to the Chargers, but then, like, this was you know, deflating. So, like, <laughs> both teams need to win to, like, show that they are, you know, capable of something, so... Yeah, there's only so many times you can have a quality loss until it just becomes, well, you just lose all the time. Yeah, so uh, definitely a game of the week potential uh, there Thursday night. And also... Prime time. Yeah, there's primetime Thursday, and they both just lost to teams without head coaches. That's true. That's true. This is a get-right game for both teams. This is a big get-right game for both. We'll see how it goes. Um... All right, so let's move on to some more, you know, some more of your super trash teams. You got the Jets at the Patriots. This is awesome. Um, I mean, you get Zach Wilson against Mac Jones again. Someone yep. has to win. I mean, I guess they could tie. Um, I'm not going to put it on my tie watch. Bill, Be- <laughs> Bill Belichick won't tie ever. Um, no, I don't think so either. So that's a fantastic tie. That's a bad record, though, yeah. in division. Yeah, I mean, that's great. Um and then we also have the Falcons and the Dolphins, also two teams that do not look good. I mean, the Dolphins... Michael, we this game has already happened, right? Like, am I crazy? I feel like we keep announcing some combination of Falcons, Dolphins, and Jags, and they just keep playing it every single week. I am here for it. And and I'm honestly, I'm surprised you're not telling me this game's in London, because that... <laughs> yeah, exactly what I'm thinking, dude. That's what it should be. It should be the Falcons and Dolphins in London. But nope, here we are. We get the uh, we get the Falcons at Miami, so like the Falcons probably the better team, but at the Dolphins will really just balance it out, so it's just an equal terrible game for everyone. Yeah, so it was Jets Falcons London, and then it was Dolphins Jacksonville, and now we got Dolphins uh, Falcons. So this is like it's like the the losers or winners bracket of that shitty London tournament. Yeah, the, yeah, these both of these teams lost in London, and now they have to play each other. That's awesome. <laughs> That's actually perfect. That's so good. Oh. I didn't realize that. Um, and then we have the Lions and the Rams, and this is really just for the uh, 0 17 watch for the Lambs or for the Lions, and yeah. um, this seems pretty good for for the Rams. So um, yeah, Lions at Rams. I don't think we see the the Lions' first win here. I think we're pretty much secure for at least 0 and seven. As we march to negative 17 on the season, we'll see if they can do it. But it is revenge game for. Uh, Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff. Is it revenge game? Oh yeah. For both of them. A swapped revenge game. That's weird. Or is it really just revenge game for like Jared Goff? Cuz like I don't think Matt Stafford's really too vengeful for the Lions, you know, like <laughs> he, he literally asked for this. He's like, this is a thank you game. Yeah. Maybe he throws it to, to give him a thank you. Oh, that would be awesome. He's just like, "Hey, I know how bad oh, you need man. this." We'll be Dude, fine. Just like they're driving for the win. They're, you know, or they're trying to run the clock out. They're up by one. You know, they're just kneeling. And instead of kneeling, Stafford takes the ball and sprints backwards and runs out the back of the end zone for a safety, and they, they lose. That would be all time. You know what? I feel like yeah, he just he like winks to the coach as he does by as he runs yeah, by. Exactly. Um that would be awesome. He would be a legend for both teams somehow. I feel like if you're a Rams fan, are you really that upset? Like, you're still going to be four and two. You only lost to the Cardinals. Like, you intentionally lose to the Lions. You'll be fine. You'll make it. You'll make it. You're not, you're going to make the playoffs. It'll be okay. Quit whining, says Stafford to the whole fan base in LA. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. So, Revenge Game, oh. you got to watch that. 
Yeah, absolutely. We can only hope for an ending that classic, but we'll see how it actually goes. But uh, I'm suspecting it's going to be a shit stop. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> All right. That'll wrap us up for this week Wait, of Reverse Fantasy Football Podcast. We gotta do Tie Watch, Tie Watch, Tie Watch. Holy shit, Michael. Come on, Danny. Holy shit, you're so right. All right, Michael, we gotta do Tie Watch now before I prematurely end the podcast on accident. <laughs> gotta get our Tie Watch. <laughs> so pull up your scoreboards. All right. All right. All right. Scheduling. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Week seven. All right, let's take a look here. All right, I got mine. Hold on. <laughs> well, I do, I have it. All right, I got mine, I got mine. All right, you want to go first? No, you go first this time. All right, uh, Bengals at Ravens is my tie watch. <laughs> oh, you're sick. That's, you are sick. That's my tie watch. The Bengals, they, I think they really just want to only tie teams, and the Lions were too bad to like even make that a possibility. But like with the Vikings and the Packers, like I just yeah, think you're right. They really just want to tie teams. Um, so that's, we're on to bigger it. and better ties these bigger days. You know, we're not ties. tying bad teams. We're tying good teams now. That's right. Um, now, I don't feel like Harbaugh is a person to tie. Like, I feel like he would never tie, so <laughs> that he might ruin it. No. But, like, Zach Taylor may be the most tying coach of all time. Oh, he, hear me out here. Justin Tucker lines up for a 67-yarder. <laughs> Game winner in overtime, six seconds left. And he just barely misses it. Hits the crossbar and goes out this time. And it ends up a tie. I mean... That would be some that would be some shit you could see. In in Baltimore, you never know. So that's my tie watch. That's what I want. Right. If the Bengals tie Baltimore, I will be ecstatic. Love that. Mine is Philadelphia at Las Vegas. I was thinking that one Give too. Give me Raiders with no coach. Philly going in there. Kind of both question mark teams a little bit. Philly does not look great, but they can score points. Las Vegas could just have a bad no-coach showing. So I'll take Philly-Vegas. You got Cincinnati-Baltimore, and we will see who's closer. We'll see. On the next Dragon Ball Z. (laughs) 